Blog Talk Radio. Women 
make up nearly two-thirds of all low-wage workers in this country. When we come together and bargain collectively, we can raise wages and gain valuable benefits that can improve our lives and the lives of our families. For example, child care and home care workers in states across the nation have come together as members of SEIU to secure raises that lift themselves and their families out of poverty. The child care provider workforce is comprised of mostly women who are often paid low wages for providing a key service to other working families. While Republicans in Congress have blocked attempts to raise the federal minimum wage, many states have taken an important step for workers, especially women workers, who represent the majority. Just this year, 38 states have considered minimum wage bills during the 2014 session, and seven states in the District of Columbia have moved to increase the minimum wage. Seattle has approved a minimum wage of $15 an hour, the highest in the country. Three of the states have, have proposed an increase as high as $10.10. According to one study, the minimum wage of $10.10 could raise as many as 6.8 million workers out of poverty. <clears throat> so that's very important. Oh. Um, yeah, that is important. Um, and these are women who are taking the, uh, women who are working in childcare centers are taking care of the mo of vulnerable children, yeah. birth to five years old, and they they're not being compensated for the for their work. I believe it. It's, it's amazing. It's terrible. I think yeah. it's a disgrace. It's it, 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 there's so many disgraces when it comes to working people. Uh, you know how they're getting abused and. Um, kids being abused and people just don't seem to care. Do we have a little audio there that um, you wanted to play? No, I don't. Uh, really, on, uh, it's right there in that one. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't. I'm not on that page, so. Um, okay. Let me see what this is. I can. I can go to it. But, uh, Let me see if it, if uh, I can get uh, it to come uh, up. Would you like me to try? Uh, if you don't mind.
you can't really pay bills off of it. You have to work off the tips, get support from other people. And it's hard, and people are disrespectful.
that allows you to talk a lot of them. It says, the World Trade Organization is conducting a public forum, a short poll, with leading questions about what people think about trade and how it affects their lives. While it's said that this is what's passing for public involvement in trade policy, it is important to let the WTO, a powerful international institution, know what you think. Over the past 25 years, we have seen how trade rules established through secret negotiations and designed mainly to benefit corporations have decimated high-wage jobs and increased inequality. Please take a minute to let the WTO know what trade policy is designed to benefit investors and multinationals of the human cost. Uh, and there's a survey that you can fill out online. Uh, if you go, you got to go to the AFL-CIO uh, dot, um, uh, dot, uh, com. Now, no, no, I'm sorry. AFL-CIO now. Now. Right? And, um, it will tell you to, uh, it'll tell you what the, what the, uh, Okay. Let's talk right. about uh, yeah, exchanging goods and services across borders can benefit, uh, anyone. If people are treated fairly and the governments protect their citizens with high labor, um, environmental, and consumer standards. But this doesn't happen automatically, and rules need to be established so countries cannot produce artificially cheap exports by ignoring fundamental worker rights and human rights and the needs of their own people. And corporations cannot exploit workers and destroy the environment. Unfortunately, yeah. trade, yeah. Trade policies at the WTO actually made it harder for governments to act in public interest by restricting what choices societies can make about economic governance. There are rules that could restrict the ability to react to financial crises uh, and, uh, and uh, might prevent governments from requiring that contractors provide local living wage jobs. Because well, it's all yeah, it's planted all toward corporations. Right. The extreme patient uh, patent restrictions benefit pharmaceutical companies at the expense of those struggling to pay for life-saving medicines and ruling limit, limiting, uh, rules limiting technical barriers to trade have been used to attack such basic consumer protections as country of origin and dolphin-safe tuna labels. Mm-hmm. And they're going after these labels, you know. Uh, they want country of origin. They're, they're willing to say that, uh, you know, uh, if you're contracting with China, but you're an American firm, then it's made in America. Right? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what they're trying to make you, make you put on these labels. In short, they put profits over people. And though some re- great benefits of current screwed model of trade, we all pay the price in more dangerous workplaces, fewer social protections, dirtier air and water, and governments that are less responsive to their citizens than they are to ca- uh, global capital. Right. And let the WTO know it's time to end these harmful policies and develop trade rules that are designed to promote uh, uh, shared resp- uh, prosperity um, by increasing employment, raising social standards, and protecting the environment. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there's a survey there, and you can go to that and fill it out. It would be important uh, to, take, to take that. So let's, let's talk about highways. This is an important thing. It's important to all of us. Everyone sure. who drives in this country yep. drives along highways, over bridges, under tunnels, and yep. we're kind of in a bad state. Yeah, sure. With the Highway Trust Fund running out of money thanks to congressional inaction, crucial highway and bridge repair projects could be shut down starting this summer. On Monday, the laborers, LIUNA, launched a 22-city Getting Schooled in Infrastructure Tour to spotlight the need to pass a long-term full investment highway bill this year in order to keep the nation's roads and bridges from falling into even more dangerous disrepair. To dramatize the dangerous conditions motorists face from falling, failing roads and bridges, the visual centerpiece of the tour is a school bus crushed by a piece of fallen bridge. It's time to stop sugarcoating this issue. We're not trying to scare people. We're trying to wake people and Congress up, says General President of Liuna, L-I-U-N-A, General President Terry O'Sullivan. If Congress does not act, the nation's already feeling roads and bridges will worsen. Currently, 
One in four bridges is deficient or obsolete, according to the American Society of Civil Engineers. The average U.S. bridge is 46 years old, dangerously close to the average lifespan of 50 years. Without investment, more bridge failures are likely, such as the high-profile ones, profile ones that have occurred from the deadly Minneapolis bridge collapse to the Interstate 5 collapse in Washington State. To this month's closure of the heavily traveled I-495 Delaware's bridge after it was observed tilting. Oh, my goodness. Poor road conditions, such as potholes, are now a contributing factor in one-third of traffic fatalities, equating to about 10,000 lost lives each year, according to the Transportation Research Group. The tour began at the I-495 bridge in Wilmington, Delaware. That was shut down earlier this month after engineers discovered that the stand that carried some 90,000 cars a day was no longer level. For Luna, passing, for Luna, passing a long-term full investment highway bill this year is about creating jobs, but it's as much about making our roads and bridges safe. Like most working people, we rely on them every day. That's a bit scary, that oh, yeah. bridge in uh, Delaware. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, here's, um, here's another one that came up today, and I, I, I thought it was interesting, but, you know, because it, it's so typical. Um, this is, a, this is an Associated Press report that came up um, it's on the Social Security closes offices as baby boomers age, right? Yeah. And just when you need their help. Just when you need their help. And so many people are being are, 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 are inquiring now. The government has decided to cut back on all these offices and, uh, you know, let you hang in the freaking air, all right? Budget cuts have forced the Social Security Administration to close dozens of field offices, even as millions of baby boomers approach retirement, swamping the agency with applications for benefits, a senior official uh, told Congress Wednesday. Better Internet access and more online services are easing the transition, said Nancy Barrett, the agency's deputy uh, commissioner for operations. We have fully committed now and in the future to sustaining a field office structure that provides face-to-face -face service for those customers who need to prefer such service. Barry Hill told the uh, Senate Special Committee on Aging, we also understand, however, that customer expectations are evolving due to change in technology, demographics, and other factors. Senators appear con unconvinced. Says the fact of the matter is millions of seniors and disabled Americans are not accustomed to doing business online, said Susan Collins of Maine, the top Republican in the aging committee. Even as computer and broadband technologies become more widespread, the idea that the Social Security Administration can serve beneficiaries primarily online ignores the very real needs of the senior and disabled population. The committee held a hearing Wednesday mm -hmm. after issuing a bipartisan report showing that Social Security has closed 64 field offices since 2010, wow. the largest number of closures in a five-year period in the history in the agency's history. In addition, the, the agency has closed 533 temporary mobile offices that often serve remote areas. Hours have been reduced in the 1,245 uh, 12, field offices that are still open. <coughs> As a result, seniors seeking uh, information and help uh, from the agency are facing increasingly long waits in person and on the phone, the report said. They don't do any kind of analysis on what would happen to a community when their field office closes including figuring out how the most vulnerable populations would make their way to the next closest office, said Senator Bill Nelson, Democrat, Florida, chairman of the Aging Committee. Yeah, he's got a hell of a lot of old people there. Yeah, the, the closing comes come as applications for retirement and disability benefits are soaring, a trend that will continue as aging baby boomers approach retirement. 
More than 47 million people receive Social Security right retirement benefits, nearly 20% increase from a decade ago. About 11 million people receive Social Security disability benefits, a 38% increase from a decade ago. The Social Security Administration has been encouraging people to access services online. The agency has upgraded its website in recent years, including secure connections to access confidential information. People can apply for benefits without even visiting the Social Security office. In 2013, nearly half of all retirement applications were filed online, the report said. But the committee report notes that many older Americans lack access to the Internet or might not be comfortable using it to apply for benefits. Last year, more than 40 million people visited Social Security offices. About 43% of those seeking an appointment had to wait more than three weeks, up from just 10% the year before, the report said. About 10% of visitors to Social Security offices are applying for benefits, Barry Hill said. The largest group, about 30%, are seeking new or replacement Social Security cards. Barry Hill said Social Security officials do annual reviews to determine whether offices should be expanded, reduced, or closed. Once we make the decision to consolidate an office, we discuss the changes with stakeholders, Barry Hill said. We hold town hall meetings or other forums that allow the public to voice their concerns. We contact key community leaders. Like many federal agencies, Social Security has faced budget cuts in recent years. After two years of shrinking budgets, the agency got a 6% increase this year to $11.8 billion. Social Security has cut its workforce by 11,000 employees over the past three years, Barry Hill said. She said the agency saves an, saves an average of $4 million over the course of a decade for every field office it closes. I can hire a lot of employees with $4 million, Barry Hill said. Well, whatever, whatever they're doing doesn't sound good for the guys who's trying to retire. No. And uh, and they're doing it so that you know it makes it harder for the guy to retire and get, get everything. Well, needs. what kind of That's how are they serving the needs of the disabled population and people that don't have an access to That's a computer? Right. That's right. You know, I it's, mean, it's a joke. It's a joke. And where are they uh, putting the information up that says that they're closing an office? Yeah. Are they putting it on the Internet so that people who don't have computers can't respond to yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, how are they letting people know about that? Yeah. Um, and you know I find that when they decide to close these things, they make it nearly impossible for you to get, get there. Yeah. To, the, oh, yeah. to the meeting, yeah, yeah, and they've already decided ahead of time that they're going to do it. What they're going to do, and they, you know, they just, they just want, they're just uh, spending that uh, time saying there because they said they did. You know, they gave you a forum. Anyway, just to change this for one second, just to a, just to a statement that I thought I like, you know, wanted to read. It's just that cells in your body react to everything that your mind says. Negativity brings down your immune system. I think that's why I got a cold. Oh, yeah. I got negative. So, let's talk about honeybees. Oh. The honeybee death uh, rate is currently too high for survival of the species. That's not a good thing for you. And that affects everybody, not only union workers. <laughs> yeah, it affects everybody. So, we'll move on to talk a little this bit from, more about... Um, yeah, Live Free, Live Natural website. Yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Either, but it's pretty cool. So uh, let's uh, look at a Ford Dead Bee. A government report released last week uh, surprisingly admits that the honeybee species are dying off at a rate too high to guarantee their long-term survival. It has been well proven that the primary factor leading to this extinction is the presence of uh, neonicotinoid poisons, of course, <coughs> present in insecticides sold by and used by corporations such as Monsanto, Sagenta, Bayer, DuPont, and other products. Imagine uh, image credit. Yeah, right there again. Uh, a recent study from Harvard published on um, 
March 27th of this year, has definitely confirmed that scientists outside the U.S. have been saying for years, neonicotinoids are the emphasis added, cause of the, uh, are the cause of um, colony collapse, colony collapse disorder. disorder. The study showed that 50% of colonies populated by bees who had been in contact with these pesticides collapsed, and compared to only one in six who were not in contact with neonicotinoids. The European Union understands that the death of honeybees is an unprecedented death for human beings and Mother Earth, as they have banned nicotoid poisons. <coughs> However, American powers you, yeah. refuse to believe the problem is neon nicotoid insecticides, and they continue to use it here because we're run by corporations. Yeah, the corporations with armies of lobbyists and politicians bought and paid for, like Monsanto, are playing dumb and suggesting that mice are the cause for the death rate of honeybees, a problem so bad that it means their extinction if they continue on this path. This is dangerous anti-science rhetoric, borderline scientific nihilism from the American agrochemical establishment. Well, the mites cause the honeybees to go extinct in approximately 14 million years. They survived here before humans invented neonicotinoid chemicals? Or, of course, of course not. It seems only things as foreign to Earth as neonicotinoids uh, can cause such a drastic loss of crucial life on our planet. And the solution is obvious. Inform people that if we keep allowing the honeybees uh, to die at this rate, we will be um, literally without almost all the fruits we enjoy. Oh, and stop uh, using neo. If we don't seriously stop this soon, then a corporation like Monsanto would likely take advantage of the lack of bees to pollinate and create food and attempt to monopolize the products of nature because the fruits will then require individual manual pollination or more complex measures. While this may seem far-fetched in the absence of honeybees and acknowledging that manual pollination is highly labor-intensive, micro-pollinated drones may be in our future if something is not done to save the honeybees. The technology is already here. If you are reading this, there is a good chance absolutely none of this information is new. If the bees are not nursed back to health, as species say, Goodbye to all of these modified, manually pollinated products of Monsanto in the wake of the extinction of the honeybee. The apples, mangoes, William Butin, kiwi fruit, plums, peaches, nectarines, guava, rose hips, pomegranates, pears, black and red currants, alfalfa, okra, strawberries, onions, cashews, cactus, prickly pear, apricots, allspice, avocado, passion fruit, lima beans, kidney beans, azuki beans, green beans, orchids, plants, custard, apples, cherries, celery, coffee, walnut, cotton, lychee, flax. Acerola, used in vitamin C supplements, macadamia nuts, sunflower oil, joa beans, uh, oh, yeah. goa, goa, yeah, G-O-A, <clears throat> lemons, buckwheat, figs, fennel, limes, quince, carrots, persimmons, uh, palm oil, oil, loquat, yeah. durian, cucumber, hazelnut, cantaloupe, tangaloes, coriander, caraway, chestnut, <laughs> watermelon, sour apple, coconut, tangerine, boysenberries, and more. Oh, there's and more. And more. Sour fruit, Brazil nuts, beets, mustard seed, rap seed, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. Oh, uh, the list goes on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Brussels sprouts. Bok choy, turnips, Congo beans, sour sword beans, chili peppers, red peppers, bell peppers, green peppers, papaya, safflower, sesame, yeah. eggplant, raspberries, elderberries, blackberries, clover, tamarind, cocoa, black-eyed peas, vanilla, cranberries, tomatoes, and grapes. Everything that I like. Yes, Cassius Methel is an experimental death metal musician, uh, visual artist, activist for volunteerism, and writer for several news websites. Find his experimental mental music. Huh. Experimental mental music, core, core of a virus here. Okay. So, anyway, this is the 
die of roses from it. Okay, well, anyway, there's, uh, it's not good, you know what I mean? Well, Cassius Methyl, he's a, he also runs a, a he has a, a heavy metal band, too. The sideline. Let's see. Uh, well, anyway, I decided to do that at the end of the bees. Very sad. Very, very sad. Is that the end of, of human nature, too? Hey, you know, I've talked about this before, and I keep talking about it, and I'll talk about it for the rest of my life, but I think this is so important that the truth about fluoride should blow your mind. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to get rid of fluoride in your toothpaste, here is a great all-natural organic DY toothpaste. Yeah, you check that out. And don't forget to share with your friends and family all right, now let's go to natural cures, not medicine, and find out what this great natural medicine is. Preserve avocados in the freezer. That's something I didn't know you could do. I didn't know that either. Hmm. Interesting article. Hmm. Avocados can be expensive, especially when bought out of season. This is a fab way of preserve avocados and eat them cheaply all year round. Avocados are known as superfood, and they are full of ingredients. Nutrients. Nutrients. Uh, they contain fat, but it's mainly the healthy type of unsaturated fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, let's see. That's not where I was looking What for. were you looking well, for? What I was seven. looking for, um, the uh, thing to make uh, is, um, Toothpaste. I'm a fluoride toothpaste. Oh. Yeah. Well, you can use baking soda. Oh, I know that, but he's got something, he's got a formula for something here. Oh, well, it's in, well, well, yeah. oh that's Maybe he is lying. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, don't, don't forget to share this with your friends yet. Let's, let's read this little list of things. Fluoride, did you know? In 1955, Crest became the first fluoride <coughs> toothpaste. Fluoride calcifies the penile gland, otherwise known as your third eye, which literally has rods and cones, uh, just like your other eyes. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Fluoride, is, fluoride is so toxic that it's considered hazardous waste by the EPA. Hitler fluoridated the water in the concentration camps to sedate the prisoners. Fluoride is the, fluoride is the same ingredient in rat poison and Prozac. That's right. So there you go, guys. Uh, it is a bad... It's a poison. Yeah. It says, According to Dr. Bill Almondson, there's the same uh, equal balance of... Equivalence of fluoride uh, in yeah, yeah, 8-ounce yeah. glass of fluorided tap water as there is in a pea-sized amount needed to uh, call the Poison Control Center as recommended on the back of any fluoridated toothpaste. Yeah, can you imagine... How many kids, you know, just uh, gobble up that stuff, yeah. you know, and don't think about it and swallow it, you know, and it's poison, you know. Hey, you do it as an adult. Huh. Well, I don't use, we don't use fluoridated toothpaste. No, we don't. I mean, our teeth are far better for it, as well as our health, you know. I think they are. Yeah, no, I do. I don't think they have them. Okay, so, yeah, that's not what you and you couldn't find that formula on how to make that toothpaste. No, that's too bad. No, that really sucks. Why it wasn't there? See, it says natural cure, homemade toothpaste. Let's try that again. Yeah. Maybe if we search, yeah. because it'd be interesting. Well, oh, they don't have a search thing. Yeah, southern remedy is to get rid of uh, skin tags. Skin tags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of go. Out of preserved avocados. I just read that. Uh, okay, this is terrible. I'm how do you clean your arteries? with one simple food. More and more people are suffering from heart disease and clogged arteries. However, the solution could be as simple as a delicious fruit. Cardiovascular disease kills more than 800,000 people in the U.S. alone annually. 
The usual cause for cardiovascular disease is arteriosclerosis, mm -hmm. which is the hardening and narrowing of the arteries which carry oxygen-rich food. Okay. Um, Maybe you can click on that. Arteries become clogged with plaque. That's what causes yeah. arterial. However, plaque can be can also build up in a arteries surrounding the kidneys, the brain, pelvis, arms, and legs, all of which will lead to serious health issues. Hmm. Right, the risk of arterial sclerosis is raised by certain risk factors which we can control, such as unhealthy diet, smoking, and sedentary lifestyle. In addition to a generic uh, predisposition, which we cannot control, most experts admit the main treatment for arterial sclerosis is lifestyle changes. Although medication are handed out, which naturally have associated side effects. New research has been carried out studying the effects of pomegranate extracts on blocked arteries. The respected journal Arteriosclerosis published the paper which detailed the study undertaken on mice. Yeah. And it says um, <coughs> they add pomegranate extract to the drinking water of mice who are known to have a poly or a genetic propensity to spontaneous blockages of the coronary arteries. They started this when the mice were just three weeks old. The results show that despite the fact that pomegranate treatment actually increased the cholesterol levels associated with the low-density uh, lipoprotein-sized particles. The treatment both reduced the size of osteosclerotic plaque in the aorta sinus, so dilated opening above the aortic valve, and, and reduced the proportion of coronary arteries with occlusive and other osteosclerotic plaque. The study went on detail further benefits have been found in this simple addition of pomegranate extract. They include a reduction in all the following issues, levels of oxidative stress, ECG abnormalities, cardiac uh, enlargement, uh, lipid uh, accumulation in the heart muscle. This is just from drinking extract of pomegranate. Yeah. I don't and know how much we'd need it, how much of, we'd need. Levels of chemotactic protein and fibrosis and mycardium, what is this thing going on, man? Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, indeed, other studies have also shown the power of pomegranates to help clear this dangerous build-up in arteries. They've done some uh, studies yeah. on that. And so, so check that out. It gets yourself some pomegranate juice, man. Uh, antioxidants, uh, anti-inflammatory properties. Antibacterial properties. Uh, lowers the blood pressure. Yeah, lowers lowers blood pressure. It's just uh, just really good stuff. So get it, pomegranate. Can you go on to another page to see I'm if we can get try. the? Um, uh, okay. I can't find that. Uh, I don't know why this. The oh, go back up. It said toothpaste. Where? Toothpaste without. Uh, without fluoride. Let's go to that piece. Right. Maybe that's. Maybe, maybe that's uh, what. Oh, anyway, they got, it's a place that sells it, that places that sell it without it. Four oh. three toothpaste, Tom's a name. I was wondering where you get this stuff, maybe online. Yeah. Because I like Tom's a name. Uh, let's see, because it's hard to buy anywhere. Uh, let's see. Four three toothpaste. So let's, let's go and see where that is. Um, okay. Well, Tom's a name, all right? Now you gotta be careful too because that Tom's domain sells fluoridated toothpaste as well, okay? So you gotta go to the fluoride free. You got fluoride free children, uh anti plaque, fluoride free, anti plaque, fluoride free wicked cool toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah, that's for kids, I think. Uh no, that's for people. Uh, so they have quite a selection, but you don't see you all don't of see these in the shelf. store. Maybe they sell just some online. I was training toothpaste. Tom's, 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 my God. So let's, let's take a look here. Do you like the gel or do you like the little paste? Hmm. Let's take a look. Let's see if they buy it. 
low testosterone levels are linked to problems like fatigue, muscle and bone loss, and decreased libido. While replacement therapy is FDA approved for some conditions, it's widely marketed as a way to improve health and stay young. But there's little data on its long-term effects. Today's study looked at older men, most with heart disease, who had low testosterone levels. There was a 29% increased risk of heart attack, stroke, or death in those given testosterone. Cardiologist Dr. Steve Nissen of the Cleveland Clinic says we need better studies to assess the benefits and risks of testosterone therapy. Just like women go through menopause, men go through menopause, and that's probably a normal part of male aging, and treating it as a disease may get us in a lot of trouble. Urologist Dr. Elizabeth Cavaller says the decision to prescribe testosterone is complicated. There are risks that are associated with having low testosterone, and there are risks associated with testosterone replacement. Before you start treating millions of Americans with testosterone, you probably ought to think twice. There are several possible ways testosterone replacement might raise the risk of cardiovascular disease. Research suggests it might increase the likelihood of clotting within arteries. Further study of the risks and benefits is clearly needed. John, thank you very much. That was from CBS report. But that, uh... Well, they do. They prescribe that a lot. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, here's something. Remember we were talking about low wages? Yeah. Want to hear about the low-wage villain? Yeah, I, I had that set up. I was going to read that one, too. I thought it was good. Yeah. Low-wage villain of the week is Sally May. In our new regular feature, we'll be taking a look at the villains who are doing their best to prevent the United States from raising wages for all of some Americans. In this series, we're going to try to take a look past the usual suspects. For example, too often elected officials get in the way of a fair economy, but we want to dig deeper. This week, we're focusing attention on a giant student lender and loan servicer, Sally May. The industry is critical to our future as a country. Given inadequate public funding for higher education, children of the 99% depend on access to fair, affordable loans in order to access the American dream. And, he, and while even college graduates have struggled increasingly over recent decades as our bad political policies have led to higher pay for fewer and fewer workers, there is no question that broader access to higher education would lead to higher wages for more Americans. Sally May plays a central role in the student loan industry, which is unfortunate. It has a <coughs> history of abusing former students and refusing to provide assistance to former students who fall behind on their loan payments. In the past few weeks, news stories indicate that it has taken its bad behavior to even more villainous levels. Sally May and its former loan unit, Navient, have paid a $139 million fine for violating the law and intentionally overcharging more than 60,000 active duty troops and veterans on their loans and forced borrowers who lose a family member who is a co-signer into default by demanding former students immediately pay off the entity their entirety of their loan during their periods of mourning. These actions have led the AFL-CIO to join other labor and community organizations to ask members to sign a petition urging the U.S. Department of Education to sever Sally May's contract. They are currently one of the four finalists for a new contract to originate new student loans and grants. Instead of rewarding Sally May with added funds, the Education Department should increase its oversight over this greedy threat to the nation's future. For abusing our veterans, ghoulishly taking advantage of borrowers, dealing with death in their family, and generally caring more about pursuing undeserved profit than making higher education available to all Sally May, to all, Sally May is our low-wage villain of the week. I can understand why. What a horrible yeah. company that is. Yeah, really. I didn't know they were so horrible. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's very hard for people to get ahead, and these companies make it even harder. Yeah. Yeah, I guess George Will uh, got uh, dumped. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That must have been a surprise to him. Yeah, well, you know, you can't say stupid things. Uh, he says a lot of stupid things. He's gotten along very well for being as, as arrogant as he, as he is. Early this month, Washington Post columnist George Will wrote a column claiming that being a rape victim is now a coveted status. Oh, really? That college women seek out. Will argue that complaints of rape and sexual assault on campus, on uh, college campus, were overblown. He also suggested that women claiming to be raped were delusional. Will's column is syndicated in newspapers across the country by the Washington Post, which bills him as the most influential writer in America. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch, which has published Will's column for a number of years, has had enough. In a message today to readers, the paper announced that they were dropping Will from their paper and apologized for running his column on sexual assault. She said the change has been under consideration for several months, but a column published June 5th in which Mr. Will suggested that sexual assault victims on college campuses <laughs> enjoy a privileged status made the decision easier. The column was offensive and inaccurate, and we apologize for publishing it. He's a disgrace. Yeah, he says, we will be replaced in the post dispatched by another Washington columnist, Michael Gerson. So, you know, up yours, Mr. Will. Talk about a guy who's out of touch. Yeah, that's sick, you know. That's sick. Yeah, I can see he can dump over on some things, but man, oh man, can't be that stupid. And to be that arrogant and that stupid. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, and well, then he it, got as far as he did in well, life? It tells you what kind of an ignorant son of a big, arrogant, hypocritical schmuck he really is. You know, and I've always thought so anyway. I never thought much of Mr. Will. I think less than him now. Yeah, even less than, than nothing we thought about him before. So, it's amazing, huh? It's anyway, amazing that he got yeah. as far as he did in life. Well, you know, you... When did our public service become royalty? Congress should under uh, should live under the same laws as the people. Yeah. Like if you agree. Yes, I do agree. Yep. Yeah. I keep telling myself to stop telling the weirdos, but then I would not have any friends left. <laughs> These are just things I'm reading on, uh, from my Facebook friends. I like to try to pull, pull one out once in a while. They, uh, plus, I get a lot of union uh, ASME stuff and uh, AFL stuff. Um, I'm hooked up with them. Um, studies uh, show... Um, okay. um, all right. Well, we only got two minutes left. I can't think of anything that would be more exciting here to read. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here's an perceptions of equality. Quickly before we... A recent interview of Morgan Freeman by CNN host Don Lemon lit a firestorm of conversation. Freeman argued that his personal success and that of Lemon's made it clear that racism was not a factor in closing America's growing problem of inequality. Freeman argues that inequality was a crisis because a vibrant middle class was needed for the growth of the economy and stability of society, and the current chasm between the 1% and the 99% was unhealthy. Clearly, Freeman's views on equality are incontrovertible, so why the storm about his statement on the role of race? Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, so this 1% to 99% is a, is a war on people. That's right, it is. Not because you're black or Hispanic or Asian. It's a war on people by corporations. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, so with that, you know, great immortal news, we're going to be leaving you. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to ask you to join me tomorrow night when I speak with, finish our discussion with, uh, uh, continue our discussion with Maria Fix Algeri on transdimensional uh, travel. So have a great night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And good night, folks. We will talk to you tomorrow. And have a great night.